When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tonight, it's election day, and you know SNL is watching closely. Mama's got all the vaccines she needs right here. How tonight's results could impact the show, plus our favorite political impressions of all time. I can see Russia from my house. And is Britney burning through her fortune to get her freedom? God bless you all. Then, our Kristen Cavallari exclusive, how she's moving on from her marriage with Jay Cutler. We worked hard at it, and it just didn't work. Plus, J-Lo's mini-me daughter, Emmy, on following in her mama's big footsteps. It's insane. Happy Election Day, everyone. You know, America's on pins and needles as we wait to find out who will be the president for the next four years. You know who else is anxiously watching the results tonight? The gang at Saturday Night Live. And you did take the COVID test you promised to take in advance, correct? Absolutely. Scott's on it. Mama's got all the vaccines she needs right here. It's such an honor to be involved in any presidential race, and this one's a real doozy. A-list casting. Don't fall for that, America. And a wild election news cycle. Two reasons SNL's ratings are soaring. On certain nights, the show's been up 10%, beat the World Series, and had the highest-rated season premiere in four years. Those SNL election parodies go way back to Chevy Chase. As a stumbling Gerald Ford. Our other favorites? Cecily Strong as Melania, channeling Beyonce. You'd just be that guy with the weird hair. And Larry David as Bernie Sanders. Millions of people on the streets! And we gotta do something! And we gotta do it now! I think we'll use Larry on our next rally. That's better than I do. (laughs) The laughs have been a welcome relief, but can SNL actually impact politics? I can see Russia from my house. Well, after Tina Fey started spoofing VP candidate Sarah Palin, her approval rating among college students dropped by half, according to a nationwide survey. Maverick. Tina Fey, have you ever sat down with her, talked to her? Yes. Kind of worked, what was that conversation like? It was wonderful. By the way, next time I see her, I'm going to say, with all the money you made off me, Tina Fey, you got to at least spring for my daughter's braces. She's got talent. And there's SNL's huge reach. Race to the beach, the hut! The late Phil Hartman played a fast food-loving Bill Clinton in the early 90s. More people see our show every week than see the top five hit movies, usually. It's pretty extraordinary. What? No, the doctor said I had six to eight months. I understand the responsibility of, of popping in those giant big teeth that I wear when I play him. I love the impersonations of me. First by Amy, who's a great friend, now by Kate. Hi. I'm Hillary Rodham Clinton. Hey, great name. I'm Val. It's just been the greatest honor of my life and the greatest role I've gotten to play. Well, we've all seen Britney Spears impersonated on SNL, but there is nothing funny about the ongoing court battle between her and her father. 
This summer has been so much fun for me. I learned so much. I laughed so much. Britney has been upbeat on Instagram while the battle over her conservatorship is focused on her $57 million estate. Keep in mind, Brit says she doesn't want to work. Her bank account is bleeding. They've spent $1.2 million on trustee and legal fees, and the judge ruled she can hire more attorneys, their rate almost a grand an hour. Another concern? Excessive spending. The general public categorically does not understand how seriously ill Britney Spears was and probably still is. Dr. Drew says overspending is a real worry for people like Brittany who have bipolar disorder. Really wild expenditures as the mania kicks up. And I'm guessing she must have done that at some time in the past. And look, that can end up in as much a disaster as anything else if she ends up spending everything, which can happen in a manic state very easily. So to have somewhere there at least bridling her makes sense. And what about Britney's Instagram? Are there any clues to her mental health there? The singer, who has 26.5 million followers, regularly posts dance videos and her favorite outfits. To look at her engaged in some of the poses that she puts on Instagram, I mean, she's a middle-aged mother of two. It it seems a little disconnected. Now, maybe intentionally so, but uh, it seems as though there's some developmental delay or some lack of insight into who she is now in her middle ages. Does it ever get too hard mentally or physically to do what you do? No, I love what I do. I mean, there's been days where it's been harder for me than other days, of course, you know, and I just, um, I just, you know, my philosophy is just take each day at a time. Gotta be honest, that is good advice for everyone, including former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari, who are in the middle of a divorce. Lauren, you spent the day with Kristen recently. I did, and Kev, her candidness blew me away. She really opened up here, revealing that their surprise breakup was actually years in the making. When you're married and you have kids, you work really damn hard at it. And we worked hard at it. And it just didn't work. I met Jay when I was 23. You know, I was a kid. But we tried. We tried everything. But at the end of the day, we weren't happy. How did you get to the decision to say, I am closing this chapter? It was not an easy decision, obviously. And it was something that I truly thought about every single day for over two years. And it was the hardest decision that I have ever made. Kristen's split from husband Jay Cutler after three kids and 10 years together came as a shock to most. She cited marital misconduct as the reason for the divorce. And it all played out behind the scenes of the couple's three-season reality show, Very Cavallari. Meeting you halfway. Right there in the middle. We did a good job of kind of keeping that private as much as possible, you know? I think we gave a couple glimpses into it, but nothing to what was really going on. Um, And yeah, the decision to end the show was that I didn't want to talk about my divorce on camera and have to expose that. You know, I really, I think that some things should be kept private. It's been challenging finding time for us. To be honest, I kind of got what I needed from the show. I did it solely for Uncommon James. (laughs) That was the only reason why I did it. Well, it paid off. Kristen is worth a reported $30 million thanks to Uncommon James and her cookbooks. Her latest, True Comfort, is out now. The cookbook is gluten-free. It has limited dairy. Nothing white, so no white sugar, no white salt, no white flour. That's how I eat on a daily basis. I sat down with Kristen at the Catalina Casino on Catalina Island, where she was doing a photo shoot for her line's new spring collection. 
Tell me a little bit about why butterflies were important for this collection. Butterflies have always been a really uh, comforting, nice sign for me when I'm going through tough times. I actually just got a little butterfly tattoo. I haven't told my dad yet. Oh, no. He's probably not gonna be thrilled about it, but you know, I'm almost 34, I can make my own decisions. Now, but we will see you on The Hills, right? You filmed a little I something? I think I have to do an episode. <laughs> that was it. Heidi and Audrina came on very cavalier, so the trade-off was episode for episode. So maybe I'll go and stir some things up, you know, and then leave. One episode, stir the pot, and I'm out. Now we know Kristen calls Nashville home. It's where Jay played his college football and it is where we will find Rachel Smith right now. Hey Rachel, JLo called and she wants to have a word with you. Haha, ha, very funny Kev. Don't worry, Jennifer was all ears when I interviewed her daughter Emmy who gave us a glimpse inside her blended family dynamic. There she is. Miss Emmy is in the house. Hello. Are you coming to us from your bedroom right now? Yes, I'm in my bedroom. Oh my, do you have to share with your twin brother? Yes. <laughs> what? What is that like, Emmy? It's annoying sometimes because he always has the TV on and it's always really loud. He watches YouTube. <laughs> oh my gosh, such a boy, right? Gotta love this peek into J-Rod's New York apartment and Emmy and Max's opposing bunk beds. During our interview, J-Lo was just off camera showing support. Was it always a beautiful blended family from the start? At first, I just thought uh, Mom and Alex were friends, and I was like, oh, he's staying with us for a really long time. And then, <laughs> and, then um, and then I realized, I was like, oh, they're together. Okay, now, girlfriend, I gotta tell you, I have been a fan of yours since your debut on the Super Bowl stage. How special was that for you? It was insane that it happened, because, you know, it's not very common for someone my age to be on that stage. If you wanna live your life, live it all the way, and don't you waste it. That is so cool. What do you remember most about that night, Emmy? Um, I remember being led off the stage. Really? And what was that feeling like? It was insane, because I, it's hard to explain because it was like, wow, I just did that. Yeah, I couldn't like comprehend what just happened. I am here to stay. Emmy also played a younger version of her mom in the music video Limitless and looks like she's a mini powerhouse, just like her mama. The 12 year old wrote an inspirational book for kids called Lord Help Me. I wrote the book when I was like seven years old. So, <laughs> so it was like, I didn't think I was going to publish it. We found this book kit at Barnes & Noble and we decided to write a book about prayers. Lord, help me to wake up and get out of this warm, cozy bed. How is your family keeping you inspired? Well, my mom's just like, she's amazing. She's such a powerful human being. Is it true that your mom calls you little coconuts? Yes, she does. When we were born, she thought our head looked like coconuts because <laughs> because we had like, like there was like hair on it like just a little bit though so, and you know coconuts have hair too so she thought our head looks like coconuts <laughs> well you are one precious coconut emmy and family is also at the heart of diane lane's big screen reunion you're with me on this right i'm right behind you Diane's new drama with Kevin Costner, the sweet way he coached her through the tough scenes. It just tore my heart open. It was beautiful. Then, Law & Order SVU welcomes back a fan favorite. We're with Chris Maloney talking his return to set. So much to be proud of. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen 
when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. You're with me on this, right? I'm right behind you. That is a duo we need to see a lot more of. Diane Lane and Kevin Costner in their new movie, Let Him Go. Their chemistry is breathtaking, just like the setting of Kev's TV gig. That view behind you is insane. Yeah, that's the Bitterroot Mountains behind me is where we're shooting Yellowstone. Kevin's back at work in Montana shooting season four of the Paramount Network hit series. And how great would it be to see Diane on that show? What do you love most about working with Diane? To see her this beautiful woman take on this role of this grandmother. She just kills it. She just goes for it. And she drags me through this movie. You're going with me or without me? In Let Him Go Out Friday, Kevin and Diane are trying to keep their family together at all costs. I do like the fact that you and Kevin get to be the badasses in this film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, why not? It's kept in a believable fashion. This movie is a reunion for Kevin and Diane. They played Superman's parents in 2013's Man of Steel. You hit Lorna. You hit your wife. Like... A little behind-the-scenes secret. Kevin would help Diane prepare for some of the tougher scenes by singing to her. It just tore my heart open. It was beautiful. His song just opened up my heart for the scene. He, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Kevin has his own band, Kevin Costner and Modern West. All right, up next, a band of angels back together. It just felt really special. Today marks 20 years since Charlie's Angels, which you didn't see from their big reunion. <laughs> ben, Benson, and Stabler together again. Chris Maloney on his return to the SVU set. We always have a guest. And it's just been a, a chef's dream come true. Well, maybe more like nightmare. Why Gordon Ramsay is trolling amateur chefs on social media. Disgusting. That there is an idiot sandwich. OMG. Closed captioning provided by. Chris, we have to ask you about your reunion with Mariska. What does that friendship mean to you? We always have a guest. I mean, we're always just breaking chops. She doesn't have this relationship with anyone else, I can guarantee you, and I don't have a relationship like that I have with her with anyone else. They've been friends for over 20 years, and now Chris is heading back to Law & Order SVU nine years after leaving his character, Elliot Stabler, behind. I love it. This is gonna happen, right? That's what I'm told. <laughs> Why, what have you heard? That's what we've heard. Any idea when you'll be shooting your return to SVU? Well, things are ever shifting because of the times we live in and you know what New York City has to cope with. There's a new norm in how you shoot stuff and all that. Well, we sure are looking forward to seeing you back in action with that cast. Now, Chris is also set to star in a new NBC spinoff, Law & Order Organized Crime. Fans are so ready for more Detective Stabler, Kev. Apparently they are. Thanks so much, Rachel. Um, but I don't know if folks are ready for Gordon Ramsay's new pandemic passion, roasting wannabe cooks on social media. Young lady, that there is an idiot sandwich. Ramming cheese on toast, forget it. I'd like to ram that somewhere. Gordon Ramsay, eat your heart out. 
Let's go, big boy. Yeah, it's basically Hell's Kitchen on TikTok with Gordon skewering home cooks who dare to use the hashtag Ramsey Reacts. Trust me, I'll be the judge on whether you are an Indian sandwich or not. I'd rather eat one of your plastic nails. Even Gordon's own kids aren't immune to his savage culinary critiques. Here's what happened when 20-year-old daughter Holly made one of her dad's recipes. Young lady, you should know better. Shame on you, Holly. It's just been a, a chef's dream come true. No, stop it. Cook out the flour, you donut. Disgusting. But if you think that you can stand the heat in Gordon's kitchen, we can tell you from experience, you better bring your cooking A-game. Kevin, can you speed up, please? You're about as fast as my granddad. He's dead. Come on. Oh, my God. Take the apron off. I'm this thing. And while the 53-year-old dad of five, including 19-month-old little Oscar, is having a lot of fun with friends and family on TikTok. Juice, sauce. But how does it taste? Thank you. Oh, boy. Jason Derulo. Uh-huh. MasterChef 2021. There's one person who's not at all impressed, wife Tana. What is the one thing that you've learned about your husband being around so much? He doesn't realize that when you cook a meal, you have to clear up. Oh. Oh, oh my God, the mess. It's not just the mess, but it's like he'll make something and there's like this sheen of oil over the entire kitchen. Oscar's shouting you, come in now, Oscar. Mommy's coming. I mean, the guy's got like 10 shows in 2,000 different restaurants. He doesn't have time to clean up. Speaking of busy folks, Drew Barrymore, she is killing the daytime game right now. And the moment that fans are still talking about, the Charlie's Angels reunion that Drew somehow miraculously pulled off. The three of us. I haven't seen you guys in a very long time. It may look like all three angels were in the same room, but they weren't. The reunion happened thanks to some pretty high-tech TV magic. For anyone watching, can you guess which one of us isn't really here? That's right. Cameron was in L.A. while Drew and Lucy Liu were socially distanced on the New York set. We are working with CBS Digital um, on a technology that has never been done, and it looks so seamless, where someone in Los Angeles can come and sit in these two chairs right here and have a conversation with me as if they were right here in the room. Here's how it works. Guests go to the CBS studio in LA and do the interview in front of a green screen. All the cameras are controlled at the studio in New York where the guest is virtually beamed in. Something else only we can show you, part of the Charlie's Angels reunion you didn't see on TV. What is one of your favorite memories? We started training and you're like, you're doing so great, you're doing so great. And I felt like I'm doing really great. <laughs> and then the next day I could not move. I was immobilized. <laughs> We were with the crime-fighting trio almost 20 years ago, right before Charlie's Angels hit theaters, and you could see just how tight their bond was. Who gushes the most about their love life? <laughs> it's so true! It's true. Since then, they've all become moms. Drew has two daughters, Olive and Frankie. Lucy has a son, Rockwell. And Cameron became a mom in December with the birth of daughter Radix, something that's changed her perspective. I think there's something that in our DNA that gets triggered, you know, like that just clicks on um, when you're, you become a parent. You have to, to make sure that they, they survive. My 20s, it was just sort of like, here we go. Yeah, all right, yeah, jump on that, gotcha. Oh, is that a wild horse? 
Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I, I know how to hold on for my life. Let's go. <laughs> you know? All right, coming up, why you won't be able to curb your enthusiasm for our next guest co-host. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Listen, thanks so much for spending a little bit of your election day here with us. And remember, no matter who wins, E.T. will still be here tomorrow. Indeed, that's something you can always count on. And here's one big reason you do not want to miss our show. Tomorrow on E.T., we just can't curb our enthusiasm for Cheryl Hines. Larry and I are back, but only I am co-hosting E.T. Plus, only we are in Utah with dancing besties and mommies-to-be Whitney Carson and Lindsay Arnold. Whitney and I are sitting here, both pregnant, <laughs> chatting yeah, with entertainment we were just, tonight. We were just like, comparing what? our bellies. Then... Ready for more Wedding Crashers? What Vince Vaughn just told us. There's been a little bit of um, an idea that's pretty good. Tomorrow on E.T. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.